Peace. Sorry about that, y'all. I'm having technical difficulties. This phone is acting like an Obama phone right now, so I don't know what's going on. You know what they say, third time's a charm, right? Yep. <laughs> All right, so. But you said, you know, you talk about classics, right? Well, I, well, I said we normally talk about the classics, uh, but as far as, like, not necessarily albums, but as far as artists, who do you right. think right now is holding the torch as far as, like, real hip-hop? I say that belongs to three artists. Okay. And I that Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Logic. And Logic. Those are good, real artists, good choices. And these artists understand what it means to put a put together a complete album. What singles yeah. should go out. And, you know, what it means to, you know, release the full CD. Like, when you look, there is no bad Kendrick album. There is no bad J. Cole album. There is no bad Logic album. Because they respect the craft. Yeah. And also, as far as um, J. Cole and Kendrick is concerned, I think that they have a great advantage as far as the people that they have behind them. Which 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 allows them to have the 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 freedom and the creative control that they need to be able to make these these great projects, because so, so, some some someone who who I feel that also could be added to that list is 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 Big Crit, but I feel like him being on Def Jam kind of stifled who he oh, no. is as an artist. Yeah, he asked to be released from Def Jam because it was stifling. But he got a double album coming out now, and it looked like it. You know, hopefully he can redeem himself as far as his uh, uh, albums are concerned. Right, and this is what this is why I couldn't add Big Crit to the list because you know Big Crit lacks one thing, and that's consistency. Great artist, he's in my top five favorite, you know, of, you know, the up-and-comers, right? But, you know, it's for consistency. Like, since Catalactica, you've only released, you know, a few mixtapes, but no albums. You know what I mean? So, therefore, you gave your chance, you gave fans a chance to miss you. In hip-hop, you cannot give your fans a chance to miss you because you're easily replaced in the hip-hop genre. That's very true. So, and like I said, as much as I love Big Crit, I've seen him in concert several times. I can't put him in the distinction that I can give J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, or Logic. Yeah, I, I, I actually saw uh, I, I saw Crit in, uh, back in 2015 at the Music Farm. And I can't lie, I was a little disappointed because... Um, after Crit was here dropped, I probably listened to that. It, it 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 didn't come out of my car for probably two months straight, and I didn't have a disc right. changer or anything. It was just a single disc. So I listened to Crit was here for like two months straight. I was like, this is amazing. Like I was like, it's like, you know, because he he kind of got you know, like a little bit of you know, pimp C in him. But at the same time, I, it was I, a, 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 a. Go ahead. This is what I said. If you put Andre 3000's lyricism, 
Pimp C's charisma, eight ball and MJG's stories, and you know you intertwined it all into one person. You got Big Crit, and that's what the sound. And you also is. got a little bit of uh, Pimp C's production also because you know prior to Catalactica, he was producing everything. Yeah, how can I forget that? So you know you got a total package rolled into one. But like I said, his biggest flaw is you gave your fans a chance to miss you. Yeah. And like I said, hip-hop, I say this, you know, on so many of my shows, hip-hop is such an unforgiving genre where if you don't show up for about a good two to three years, you're done for. You got a replacement. Yeah. So, and when I first saw Big Crit, I saw Big Crit twice. But the first time I saw him, he opened up for Wiz Khalifa. Oh, I remember that. That was the uh, that was the second time Wiz came uh, to Charleston. I the missed that show. Farm. Yeah, I caught yeah, the first Wiz show where he farm. came with Yellow Wolf. Yeah, I was at that show too. I was in the front row. That show was crazy. Like that's when I knew that Wiz was going to be big because this is before Black and Yellow. This off the strength of Cushion Orange Juice, he sold that venue right. out. I remember I paid fifteen dollars for my tickets. And there were kids outside, like, I'll give you $60 for your ticket. I'm like, why? It's just whiz. Like, you know, like, I wouldn't. Yeah. But he, oh, hold, he hold definitely. On a, hold on a quick second, all right? Okay. Or hold on. Guys, I'm at work. <laughs> oh, AB, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, sorry about that. I'm at work right now, so. But um, oh no, it's cool. But the first time I saw Big Crit, I'm he was opening up for Wiz Khalifa, right? Yeah. And you know, I've already heard Crit was here. I've already heard, you know, <clears throat> the return for uh, the return to Forever album. And I was a big crit. Oh, my God. Is this same bitch calling me again? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Um, did you set it up for delivery? And what's your name? Where'd you buy it from? Here's the number you call, 843. Seven three seven. 
Okay. Four three seven three seven. Four one six one. Sorry about that, man. As you know, I'm a business owner, so. <laughs> B. Lucini, you there? Hello? Yeah, Hello? you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, sorry about that. I'm a business owner, and, you know, same customer called twice. <laughs> Oh, no, you, you definitely got to handle your business. So what ended up happening is, you know, I became a Big Crit fan, and at the, music, at the music farm, I always bought tickets to go backstage, you know, and talk to the artists. Yeah. So I spoke to, you know, I spoke to Big Crit, and, you know, he had a lot of promise, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm trying to bring the South this way instead of the South being this way, because hip-hop was big in the South at the time, but we had a bunch of snap music and a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. So he was just like, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to bring this back and so on and so on. And he kept up with his promises, but you disappeared. Yeah. That's just like, you know, a child who has no father in his life. Your father comes back one weekend. Y'all have the weekend of y'all's life. He says, I'll be back next weekend, comes back next weekend, and then he disappears again. You abandoned me, Crit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... One thing that I want to get a show done on is classic mixtapes. You know, you mentioned Cushion Orange Juice earlier. I figured if we got a show on classic mixtapes, that'd be dope. Okay, well, let me ask you this: if you just, if you were to just name five off the top of your head in no particular order. What five would you just, if you just had to grab five real quick without any real thought, what five mixtapes would you grab? Um, let's see. I'd probably do Raekwon's, um, Coke on the Table. Ooh. Which was on that Piff. Yeah, that was a, that was nice. I remember that one. Cushion Orange Juice, hands down. Um, Big Crit's, um... Return um, Return to Forever. G-Unit, G-Unit is the future. Classic. And yeah, classic. This one is very rare. It was only on Dat Piff for a little bit. I do Jay-Z's The Purple Album. Mm, and what The Purple that Album was... was, uh, was that was uh, back when he was releasing the... Uh, the for the black album, right? Yeah, but the, what the purple album was, it was Purple Rain instrumentals over the black album acapellas. Ooh, see, and I never heard that one before. Listen, I'm going to get my external hard drive. You give me an email address, I will email you that tomorrow. I just don't have my external definitely. hard drive at work. Okay. And it was yeah, called I, the I, I definitely want to check that out. And the album cover was Jay-Z. Um, it was Jay-Z. An illustration of it was an illustration of the Purple Rain album cover with Jay Z on the motorbike and um, Beyonce in the doorway. Like that was one of the best mixtapes ever. So, 
And I and I had never actually heard that before. I wasn't even of aware of that. A lot of people don't even know it exists. You know? Yeah. So a lot of people don't even know that exists. Like the Raekwon mixtape by um, you know, Coco on the Table. A lot of people don't even know that one exists. So That was a good thing. That was Okay. No, um, go ahead. You said that one was what? That one was a clap, but you know, you know how I, I feel about you know Ray and Ghost. So of course I was I was checking for that. So, <laughs> right, right. So, um, what's it called? Where? What would you say your five favorite mixtapes are? Mm, if I had to not give it any real thought, and I just had to grab five real quick, um, definitely. Uh, dedication to uh, by DJ Drama and Lil Wayne. Uh, I I feel like that was that was like Wayne. Like I don't want to quite say at his height, but right. like when Wayne started talking that 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 best rapper alive shit, like that was something that I felt like that he could have used to to validate that because he definitely did his thing on that. Um, one of my personal favorite artists that a lot of people don't necessarily listen to or get into, uh, currency, I would have to say I would grab Covert Coop with him and and uh, Covert Coop with him and Al- Alchemist. I would definitely grab that because I feel like that is pretty much flawless and I, and I and I I feel like it was also slept on. Right, like Alchemist production and and currency was. He was he was rhyming at a high level at that time too, and if you're familiar with a lot of '80s pop culture references and like car talk and different stuff like that, then you then you know like he's like he's saying a lot of nice shit. But if you're not familiar with a lot of his subject matter, then you you think that oh he's just talking about smoking weed and sneakers. So right. um, I feel like that was uh, definitely uh, one of those albums. Uh, Ghostface and uh, DJ J Love. This is something that's kind of uh, I would say more on the rare side. Came out a while ago. Um, the Hidden Darts. That was a great, I think, compilation of like rare and unheard of ghost music. And then you know a lot of the stuff that was. Oh, go ahead. Hidden Darts. That was him sitting in front of the aquarium, right? No, I think that was. Um, that might have been more, well. There were several hidden darts. I think they had there was five in total. Okay, no, no. But the one had the cover of Fisco where he was cutting the fish open. That I think that might have been was was that more fish or was that? No, hidden darts. Um, I'm looking at the album cover now. But the one I was talking about was the Wallaby Champ where he was in front of the fish. Tank. Oh, okay. No, it's not the no the, uh, hidden darts. It, it it might still be on that piff. I'm not sure. But it's, it was a uh, cover but, but, of of um it was an unreleased photo for Fish Scale with him um bending over cutting the um cutting the grouper open. Because there was just like I said, there was there was five of them. There was five different uh hidden darts and the one that I remember uh the cover to the most it was it was red, it was three different photos of him that he had placed on the cover. I and mean, it had a red background, but it was this was actually a little bit before uh, the whole fish scale era. This was actually right after 
the Pretty Tony album when this came out. No, no, right before Pretty Tony. This is right before the Death Jam. Um, what's that? That's three right there, right? That's three. Um, but number four, another, uh, I'll say, uh, slept on artist that a lot of people don't really check out that I, that I feel like had a, a, a classic mixtape. I'd have to say Freddie Gibbs, Cold Day in Hell. I felt like that was a amazing mixtape. Freddie Gibbs slept on, period. Like, like the the music that he like he like as far as like gangster rap and actually being authentic and not just somebody just talking and and holding guns in YouTube videos. I definitely feel like he's one of those people who who holds the torch for like hardcore gangster rap type type, type of hip hop. And for number five, um, number five, what would be? Because it's hard because. You know, a lot. I, I listen to a lot of mixtapes, um, especially in the early two thousands. Right. Um, I would have to say with this one, this is also something that would be uh, DJ Clue uh, Stadium Series Volume Three. And DJ Clue had a lot of slept on mixtapes. The one thing that was real special about Stadium Three, of course, at this is at the time when it was basically Rockefeller versus New York. So you had a lot of locks, disc records. That's uh matter of fact, that was the, uh, it had the locks tape where they rhymed over, uh, uh, Jigga, uh, that nigga beat. And Kiss was like, y'all niggas keep fucking with Kiss. I see to it. You visit your man's girl. And it had the airplane sound in the back. Yeah. Yeah. That was on that tape. But the the gem that was really on there for anybody who remembers Poster Boy from uh, 106 O'Clock and, and Freestyle Friday, he had a song on there, a record that was produced by Swiss Beast that should have been, uh, they should have at least made a video for it. I know he went through some health issues and things, you know, after that. Um, so it was kind of stifled his career because, you know, he when, he when he was hot, you know, he, he caught the testicular cancer and then, you know, so he had to, take care of that and he was kind of forgotten of but he had the Jurassic Harlem that was the Jurassic Harlem record was on that uh clue tape and that was you know that was that was amazing at the time when it came out like I you know you had never you had never heard anything like that like you know Swiss was back like in rare form you know because it's good to hear Swiss do especially at that time to do stuff that wasn't Rough Rider related right street records yeah so. But yeah, I'd have to say uh, DJ Clue Stadium uh, Part Three. I'd have to say that would be that if I had to just grab five and just randomly not giving any thought, those would be my five right there. Word, word. All right. So also, I want to say something real quick. As far since we on the topic of mixtapes, I want to shout out Willie the Kid. I know a lot of people aren't familiar with him. They may or may not be familiar with his older brother, a lot of Dark Man, who uh, was affiliated with Wu Tang. Yeah early in his career, but his younger brother, Willie the Kid, has built a very solid career on the low with a lot of quiet. It's, you know, it's definitely a quiet taste because he has such a, a strange, awkward flow, but, you know, he, yeah, he's he, been putting he out music. DJ, um, since he signed the DJ Dramas, the affiliate. He was because oh, him, because, you know, yeah, because he's actually, he's from Michigan. He's from uh, Grand Rapids. And he went to school and 
Atlanta, him, him and him, Cannon and Sense all went to school together, and I think that uh, Cannon and Sense already had everything going on with drama, and so basically how that kind of happened. And then his brother, Darkman, he actually was the CEO of Affiliates, which a lot of people didn't know. A lot of people didn't, didn't know even know that. That Yeah, he was actually the one that was making the majority of them because he was the one, I guess, see, I don't know where the money came from. It ain't up to me to speculate, and I know the statute of limitations is up by now because that was a long time ago. But, you know, he he funded a lot of that. He was actually CEO on paperwork and everything as far as, as far as that's concerned. And then, you know, they had a, there was some kind of falling out between dog man and drama. And it was shortly after, you know, like the whole fed thing went down, uh, when they raided them and everything. Right. And, you know, he kind of started doing his own thing. I know that, you know, everything has been, you know, patched up and everyone is, you know, cool again, but you know, he's, he's doing his own thing and he's always been more of an underground artist anyway. So, you know, that works out perfectly for him. But he he has a, a very solid catalog of mixtapes and EPs and, and albums that, you know, of course people have never heard of because it's 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 hard to keep up with, with the way hip hop is now. It's it's very hard to keep up with it since you can just release music so easily and everything. It's 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 hard right. to And that's one thing that me and Tone talked on the first show, how anybody can get a computer and a microphone go in their bathroom, record a whole demo. And see, that's the gift and the curse, because at least before you had to actually spit, like you couldn't just like, even when you talk about stuff, like even like, I know we spoke about things like Miami bass and stuff like that. You had groups like Poison Clan and stuff like that, but they were still spitting. The music may have been fun, but they were still spitting. Like even the lyrics on like Quad City DJ's records are a lot more intricate than stuff that you hear on a lot of these these uh, records today. And I don't see them having any lasting power regardless of what LeVar Ball or, or, or Lonzo Ball, whatever his name is, and all the rest of these you know, younger people have to say, they haven't lived. I don't think that their music is, is, is going to last the test of time, to be honest with you, a lot of Of course it. not. Like you, like, if, like, like, said, like someone from our generation, like if we hear... Right now. Because even if we hear something like The Train or Freak Nasty to Dip, like now... We still are like, oh shit, that was my song. Nobody's gonna say yeah, that when they up. hear. I, I don't think anybody's gonna say that when they hear a Kodak Black song twenty years from now or or anything like that. Right. Right. So. But B. Lucini, thank you for being a good guest, man. Even though we. Oh have no problem. I appreciate difficulty. it. Yeah, but just like you said, third time's a charm. Difficulties. Right. <laughs> so. Before we go, you already know what I'm about to ask you to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold up. I I need I need the music. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even have to say nothing. <laughs> I didn't even have to hold say on. Let me, let me let me let me let me see if Two Gun had to talk uh, uh queued up. Hey, put that uh put that Dennis Edwards on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Two Gun. Two Gun shows coming on tonight, and that's the arm top ten R&B favorite season. Yo. Yo. Two Gun. 
What up, what up? You ready for tonight's show? Yeah. Now, listen, you know I couldn't get B to do his own show without him doing Dennis Edwards. Like, that's the running stick now. (laughs) I was thinking of a show that we didn't do. We never did, like, the top producers. Yeah, that'd be a dope show for this week also. Because there's definitely a lot out there. So I, I have a question. Um, who's that? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say you, God. So. No, but, you know, we don't rap. We don't rap that good either. <laughs> like, I have a question. Are we doing like producer teams also? Like, does producer teams count as one? Like Diddy's hitmen, do they count as one or? No. Like, Nashim Myrick okay, is so. one on itself. But, you know. Got it, got not it. Not a DVJ's a one on itself. Yeah, duo counts, like, um, Poke and Tones. Like they the Neptunes. One. Neptunes. Uh, who else was a duo that was producers? Playing Skills. Yeah, there was Playing Skills. <laughs> you said Tone and Poke the Trackmasters. Yeah. What's the niggas uh Cool and Dre? So. Um Cool and Dre, yeah. Uh Tim and Bob. Who's that? Tim and Bob, they, they're R and B producers. No, no, they don't. Like one of their biggest hits was Bobby Valentino's Slow Down. Oh, okay. Never heard of them. So uh, who else was a, a duo, a, a hip hop rapping duo? I mean, a production. Cool and Sure, I think we named almost all of them. Nah, it's got to be one more. <clears throat> I mean, there's people who have three people like Justice League, Organized Noise. Yeah, I don't know none of them. I don't know none of their names. I know their music. I just don't know like. Them personally, there we go. Right, y'all about to close out the show. You about to close out the show? Oh yeah, I'm about to put you back on the line. Hold on. All right. Make sure B's ready. There we go. Wow! 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 I had to imagine myself doing a line just now. I never did a line before, but I had to, you know, I, I assume that's what it would sound like if I did. So. <laughs> got him. Two Gun said that was a whole bag just now. <laughs> Close us out, please. Um, just like I said at the beginning of the show, shout out to everybody in South Carolina, 843 specifically. Um, Shout out to you and Two Gun for having a dope show. No, and, no. uh. Always and, a big shout out to Cocaine. Yeah, just like he's a big shout out to Cocaine. <laughs> um. Big shout out to Melly Mel. <laughs> Did you want to bring right. up Cocaine? Um. And also, I want to say something to these OGs real quick. Who be, uh. Go ahead and say it. Who, who be talking about how, oh, you know, oh, well, they just having fun. They getting money. Okay. 
that's cool. I can respect that aspect of it. But don't call it hip hop. It's not hip hop. Let them get their own genre. Let them get their own act. Let them get their own chart. And let's not mix this together because it's not the same thing. Because it's not. You know, Drake. Drake gets heralded as a hip hop artist, but I ain't never heard anybody call Michael Bivens or or anybody from New Edition or anybody in the '80s that was sing. If that's the case, Tina Marie is the MC because she had a verse on Square Biz. If that's the case, that's like true. we can't keep. We can't keep giving these people passes just because they do something that sounds something like hip hop. Like hip hop. It's not hip hop. It you know, it right. call it something else, you know, if they want to call it swag music or whatever, that's cool. Give them their own genre and let them build on that. But I don't think that right. it should be classified as hip hop. No problem, because, no problem. Other than that, we're because when they was when they was coming up making hip hop Oh, my bad. But no, when they was coming up making hip hop and they was using those uh, break records and stuff like that, they made sure that they let the the, the gatekeepers of disco made sure that they that they put that out there that that's not disco, and then it made hip hop. So let them create their own thing. Stop trying to force them into something that a mold that they don't fit into. Right. And those are some wise words. What did he say? Uh, yeah. So he was talking about all the records that are uh, sampled. Uh, that don't look any further. Right, right. But other than that, we are out. Thank you for being such a great guest, man. Oh, I appreciate you having me. Later. One.